Hey guys, how are you today? Listen, glad that you're here. Uh, just so you have a point of reference and kind of know uh, when I did this, and uh, other than that, I don't know if this is good for, but uh, this is um, Wednesday, October 21st, uh, obviously 2020, which just seems to keep on going and keep on giving, but <laughs> we are glad that you are here today. I don't know where it, where it is, when it is you'll listen, but I hope that you do listen, and I want to encourage you to go back and listen to other podcasts, let us know what you think. You say, how do I do that? Well, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Let me give it to you one again in normal, average speaking speed. dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. That's the way you can email us. You can look at, you can check out the Facebook and uh, give us a holler there. We'd appreciate that. Just leave us a message. Uh, yeah, we take complaints. We take uh, compliments. We'd rather have compliments, but we want the truth more, <laughs> more than anything. I mean, nobody really likes to be criticized. Come on, give me a break. Anyway, so we are. We hope to hear from you. Uh, appreciate it. And for those who tuned in for the first time, listen, uh, DK Ministries is the name of the ministry. Uh, I'm Danny Smith and my wife, Kathy. Uh, her and I together make up the ministry team. Our children are involved as well, uh, Chrissy and Caleb, and haven't mentioned them in a while. Uh, the podcast I heard on Anchor, we're appreciative of Anchor. Uh, they host, they're the venue that everything comes from. Uh, they have released it to other venues as well. I do know we have people listening on Spotify, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know about the other venues that are available. I haven't got uh, feedback on there. I do know that both Spotify and Anchor, where they're recorded, allow you to go back in the library and listen to every single one of them. We've had a few people do that and um, come back and give us some suggestions, and we appreciate that or let us know. Uh, we hope that you listen. Now, today, we're going to talk about decisions. How hard is it for you uh, to make a decision? You know, it's the children of God. Uh, we still have to make decisions like everybody else, and sometimes, well, I don't. I know there's that sigh. I go back and listen. I'm thinking, gosh, I didn't realize I was so loud. But anyway, how hard is it for you to make a decision? I, I'm not talking about. Well, for me, sometimes it's, it's hard to decide what to eat. Uh, I, I sometimes I just don't. I need something, don't want anything, uh, kind of thing. And we go through that both Kathy and I at times, and it's kind of difficult. But let's just talk about everyday decisions. Well, I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 42. Uh, Genesis chapter 42. We're going to look at those first four verses. Uh, we're going to look at a decision that Jacob made. And we're just going to talk. We're not going to criticize Jacob's decision. Uh, we don't know exactly what his procedure was or how he came to decide what he decided. But we are going to pose a question about it. And, and we'll do that after read. So if you have your copy of God's Word, Genesis chapter 2 beginning in verse 1, Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Oh, as I make this podcast for us, it's Wednesday night. We'll have church here at South Macomb Baptist Church beginning at 6. Invite you to come, but you probably Wednesday will be gone before you hear this. And I just say this because of this. I want you to be as active as you can in your local church. If you don't have a local church, I hope that you'll find one. I pray that you'll find one. Uh, if you're around anywhere where we are, we invite you to come and be with us. But most importantly... We invite you to come to church. Say, Brother Dan, I don't have a church. I don't live very close to Macomb. But I think I live in an area you know something about. Can you help me? Yes. If you'll send me a, a text, 985-514-0511. Uh, tell me, uh, you know, I'll give you, tell me where you live. And if I know anything about a church or two there, I'll let you know. Uh, send us a message on the Facebook and say, hey, I live in such and such looking for a church home. You got any suggestions? I'll tell you. Uh, where to look. I'm not going to criticize churches. Don't do that. Don't get into that. I'm thankful for all our churches that preach God's word. And, and so I, but I do want to help people find a church. Now, 
If you are like a lot of people, and there are a lot of people in this situation who, because of the COVID, are staying home, staying careful, staying away from folks, even though you maybe get to work outside during the week or whatever that allows you to continue work, come the weekend, come time to go to church, you're a little leery of it. Uh, people have masks, some people don't have masks, all that, all that stuff. Um, if you are staying home from church, and I, I started this yesterday, and I'm gonna do this for a while. If you're staying home because you're sick, I would encourage, not sick, but wanting to stay away from sickness and wanting to stay well. You've got an existing condition, pre-existing condition, that's become the top of, uh, popular phrase. Or you uh, help take care of someone, love someone that happens to have something, and you just believe it's best for you to stay away from church, uh, stay out of the crowds, that kind of stuff. I want to suggest a couple of things to you. Number one, send a note to your pastor, chairman of the deacons, or to the secretary who will turn over the church. Just say, hey, we love the church, pray for the church, we're, you know, uh, just let them know you're there, you're supporting the church as much as possible and all that. But due to the COVID and, uh, and your situation, you don't have to explain your situation, we're, we're, we're not going to be there for a while till things kind of change and we feel differently or are led differently by the Lord. But we want you to know we're there in spirit. If it's Facebook, you're, we're watching it on Facebook. And if you, aren't, if you haven't been watching, I hope that you will watch. Uh, lots and lots and lots of churches are doing their services on Facebook now. Uh, and you can find one you like. And that's the way that goes. Anyway, the second thing, first off, communicate with them. The, the second thing I, I would say is contribute to them. Make sure that you're tithing. Listen, the bills roll on. The opportunity, uh, the opportunities are still present themselves, but a lot of times they take money. So contribute and communicate uh, with your church. Okay, now, if you are going to find Genesis chapter 42, you have found it by now. If you haven't found it by now, you're not going after it, and so we might as well go ahead anyway. When Jacob learned there was grain for sale in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there's grain for sale in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there that we may live and not die. So ten of Jacob's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. Now, how many, how many sons did he have? Okay, I see all kinds of people guessing. Okay. I'm just going to let you think about that. So 10 of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt, but Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with, uh, with his brothers, for he feared that harm might happen to him. Okay, how many brothers did jo Joseph have? <laughs> okay, let me ask it another way. How many sons did Jacob have? Okay, okay. Oh, we need to work on that a little bit. The story of Joseph and his brothers, well, you know, that's the kind of thing that you can spend days, weeks, you know, perhaps even years thinking about and teaching on. I remember years ago, I, I sat through a number of, of sermon series in various places where they talked about Joseph and his brothers. I don't remember, can't remember the last time I heard someone having preached on Jacob and his brothers. Now, to be honest, you know, in, in admission, uh, not many years ago, I preached through uh, God's Word in a year and uh, did that. And so when you do that, it's 52 weeks of the year, you know, you have to uh, do some things. So obviously, we touched on some things in the book of Genesis. I cannot remember offhand. I'm not one of those guys who tell you someone never preached. I have preached on these guys before, but I don't know the last time, in all honesty and fairness and, and transparency, uh, that I preached on Joseph and his brothers. Uh, but I do know that people used to preach on them different, uh, uh, more often than they do now. I, I think uh, preaching is driven uh, by so many other things now. It used to not be driven by. And, and this isn't, I guess, the place or the venue to discuss it or the time, and it's not the lesson. But I will say this, I pray that wherever you go to church, they are giving you the whole word of God and, and things like this come up from time to time uh, when you study. Now, we study books wherever I'm at. I preach through a book. Uh, it's not necessarily verse by verse, word for word study. 
Nothing wrong with those. Uh, those are great, wonderful, terrific. If that is your knack, I, I thank God for people who can do that. Uh, that's called expository preaching. I preach through books. I don't necessarily preach every word, every sentence, every every <laughs> punctuation mark, but I do preach through books, and I try my very best uh, to do that. We've been in 1 Corinthians. We'll be in 1 Corinthians 13 uh, this week in South Macomb, just to kind of let you know where we're at, what we're doing. Well, I said all that to say this. You don't hear as much as you used to have, as you used to, about Joseph and his brothers. Still significant stories, still many lessons to learn. And I hope, even if you don't go somewhere where they're about to teach on it, that you'll take the time to read the story of Joseph and the brothers and think about all the things you can learn there. Like I said, it can take a long time. But there's one thing when I think about uh, this story. Now, I can't say in all honesty, I've always thought about it, but it has been something on my mind from time to time, and that is the thought processes that Jacob went through uh, to decide to, well, let Benjamin stay home and send the rest. Now, remember, Joseph's already there. He's in Egypt. He, is, uh, uh, he has been elevated from the prison uh, to the palace, and he is uh, second in command, and he is over the food distribution, and boy, I tell you, he's got power. He's got more power than people ever dreamed he'd have. Uh, he, he, the position he's in, you find the fulfillment of some things that were predicted about him and his brothers. But when it all came to the beginning, uh, no one really knew what would take place. No one really knew what would happen. But there came a moment in time where Jacob sent some of his sons over to Egypt, not knowing they were going to find Joseph there to buy grain. But he didn't send Benjamin. He did send. Benjamin was younger. Now he's go back and do the math. I don't do that. Uh, I, I said on a podcast the other day, if you listen, you can run yourself ragged trying to keep up the math and figuring everything out. Here's what I know. Uh, the years and the dates always seem to work out when people really give it an honest effort and really look at it and take all the factors concerned in there. I will tell you this. I have a very simple policy. I believe the Bible is written. So if it says that Joseph, uh, Joseph uh, went here and he was this age when it started, he, he went there and he was that age when it started. If you find where Benjamin's age was and it's according to what the Bible, that's how old he was. I will say this. He is not a, he is not a four-year-old. He is not a five-year-old. Okay. He's not a child. How's that? Now, Jacob sends Joseph's brothers to Egypt. And they will eventually appear before Joseph. He sends everybody but Benjamin. And so the question comes, how different would things have been? How differently would have things worked out if only Benjamin had gone with his brothers the first time? I'm not saying Jacob was wrong not to send him. I'm just saying how different it would it have been had he came and had he made a different decision. Jacob made his decision... I think not to make it harder on the other children, quote-unquote, but to protect his youngest child. You want to ask to wonder, as I said, if you think about it, if you read it, and if you reflect on it, what might have happened had he allowed Benjamin to go with his brothers in the first place? Well, in fact, in fact, in spite of what, in fact, in spite of what might have been said about Jacob's decision, I just wonder what might have happened had he made a different decision. Which brings us to the place we really want to be today, we want to talk about how to make the best decision possible. Here's what I'll tell you. I would think, I would hope, I would pray that had you asked Jacob, why did you make that decision? Jacob would have had a re reason. He would have told you. And it would be, it, when you got through listening, it would be in your mind, well, he made the best decision he thought he could and the best decision possible in that case. Well, I want you to think with me, if you will, for a few moments. I'm going to give you some ways, some, a guideline, if you will, 
to help you make the best decision possible. No, I'm not going to guarantee every decision is going to go so good, so simple, so wonderful, so terrific. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell you that everything you do is going to work out exactly like you want it to work out. Because if I did that, you would know I'd be lying, and I know I'd be lying, and I try very hard not to lie. There's a difference between lying and being wrong. I'm wrong quite often. <laughs> but I try not to lie to you very hard. But I think there are several things, and I've learned these things over the years, and I've tried to help people understand this is a thing to do. Uh, I don't know that I've ever explained it exactly this way before, but I'm going to. Number one, be sure to look into all that needs to be looked into. Let me say that again. Let me say it slow. Be sure to look into all the things that need to be looked into. My friend, when we make a decision, an important decision, not what color socks to wear, not what you know, not whether to have red beans or, or navy beans, but an important decision. Look into everything that needs to be looked into. Some years ago, Kathy and I were getting ready to buy a house. We had put some money together. We had things rocking along, and then we woke up one morning, and all of a sudden, finance—I mean, interest rates had gone through the roof. Now, this was another day, another time, uh, and, and you—most of you—could not even imagine paying the kind of interest they were talking about now. So, we decided to put our our quest for a house on hold. We decided interest rates were too high; we couldn't afford that note. Uh, there's a lot of things. This was before uh, we even dreamed, <laughs> even thought there'd be uh, a change of careers for me. I was a plumber. I was happy. I was working with my dad, and uh, I thought I'd be doing that the rest of my life. So anyway, uh, we just decided to stop. Now, we had a friend who at the same time just plotted along, and, you know, he got stuck with the high interest rate and everything else, and uh, what he did is his business. But for us, we looked at all the things we looked into and just the amount of money and everything. We decided, okay, this isn't time to build. Well, not much time passed. It wasn't long. And one day someone calls us and says, hey, have you heard about this finance program that's available? Uh, and he gave us an interest rate. I'm not going to tell you the interest rates today because if I were to tell you the interest rate today that we were thankful to get uh, compared to what is now, you would, <laughs> you would, oh, I don't know what you do. You, you would, are you crazy? But anyway, they had made some people, I forget exactly, I didn't even know how it worked, but anyway, where we lived in the area we lived in, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, some money, they made some money available for people who qualified. And one of the things you had to be buying your first home, we were, um, there were some other things stipulated where we qualified and we got that money and we got it at half the interest rate that they, that they were currently charging a lot of folks. And that saved our note. We looked into all that needed to be looked at, looked into and, and said, no, this isn't for us. This is the time for us. And then when that came up, we did the same thing. So I'm just telling you, it's best to be sure that you've looked at all the things that need to be looked into, whether you're talking about a house, a car, or whatever else you may be talking about. So number one, be sure to look into all that needs to be looked into. Number two, investigate for yourself. Don't act on hearsay. So many people get in trouble with their decisions because they, they talk to someone who's heard this or heard that. Don't do that. Investigate for yourself. Listen, I talked about buying a house. If you buy the house, you have to pay the note, so you better make sure you did the investigating. Okay? You take a job. You're going to have to work the job. You're going to have to decide what to do. Make sure you do the investigating. Investigate for yourself. Don't act on hearsay. I learned this many times when I was at LSU. 
uh, when I was at LSU, my schedule needed to fit, my LSU schedule needed to fit my ministry schedule. I, I was an associate pastor at, at Greenville Springs Baptist Church. I went to school I, uh, full-time. I associate pastored full-time. I tried to be a, a full-time dad and husband to the best of my ability. Uh, I'm not sure the last one I did as well as I could have, should have, and certainly not as well as I'd wanted to at times. But those two first th- those two things were given. I wanted to get through with my schooling and, and, and get on with what God had for us. Well, because of that, I did not spend a lot of time investigating teachers, professors, these things and that things. And, and basically what that means is I would turn a deaf ear to hearsay and investigate what worked for me and I would take a class that worked for me. And therefore, once in a while, I would get a college professor, and this was really true in college, that a lot of people tried to avoid. And I would hear nicknames, I would hear that. I had a, a science teacher one time, and, and um, they called him Killer, and now I won't tell you the last name because he may have family that may listen, I don't know. So anyway, uh, I took his class. Uh, like a lot of people, I struggled in his class. It was a class at LSU, weeded people out back then. If you took this, this was one of the classes you, they used to weed you out. But I made it through. I'm okay. I've got my diploma. <laughs> and, and I graduated with a with high GPA uh, to work on my master's. We'll just leave it at that. Never claimed to be um, a Rhodes Scholar, and I certainly wasn't. But anyway, I did make it through. Well, had I waited and, and got better advice, I may never have gotten that class. Now I wound up having to need that class because I wound up being at LSU the whole time I worked on my bachelor's degree. My goal was not to do that. My goal was to get a call from God to go somewhere else, but that didn't work out. I, I finished LSU working at uh, Greenville Springs Baptist Church and went through seminary doing the same way. And I'm thankful for Greenville Springs Baptist Church as they put up with me all those years. Love that church. That's our home church. Not many folks remember us. I spent a long time ago now, over 30 years, but they were good to us and I appreciate them so much. So number two, number two is investigate for yourself. Don't act on hearsay. Number one is be sure to look into all that needs to be looked into. These are things, these are ways to make uh, the best decision. And so number three is be prayed every step of the way. The Bible says pray without ceasing. I'm telling you, I don't care what the decision is. Uh, you know, some people pray about quote unquote big decisions and some people don't. I try to pray about everything. I try to pray without ceasing, and I'm not telling you every decision I make is good, right, terrific, and awesome, but I will tell you that I found this, this, this if I pray through it, then I figure that I, I've always found, I'll put it that way, that God's going to bring me through it, and when I don't pray through it, well, a lot of times I have trouble because I'm by myself, and so the first three things is be sure to look at all the needs to be looked into, investigate for yourself, don't act on hearsay. Number three, be prayed every step of the way. Number four, love always at all times. Some of the most stressful time in a family is when you're trying to make huge decisions. Some of the stressful times we have as individuals and those who around us know this when we're going through this and we, you know, we get all stressed out, we get all these bitter and everything else because we're trying to work through something. Listen, if it removes you from being able to love others, it's probably not the right decision, okay? Now, uh, there's a lot of reasons why that happens, why suddenly our, our personality changes. But if you're thinking about doing something and it changes you to the point that you can't love, then you probably shouldn't do it, okay? Love all times, love always, and at all times. Next, engage when it's time to decide. Make sure you do what you feel God is leading you to do. 
Well, it all comes down to that. It all comes down to make sure you have felt God's leadership, God's direction, God's blessings. And when it's time to do it, engage, go with it, make the best of it, okay? Now, those are several things you can remember when making a decision. I don't know if Jacob would have told you he did one or two or all of these. I do know this, that it is easy to have a revisionist history kind of fault. It's easy to say, well, maybe had he only sent Benjamin. Well, I don't know what would have happened. Had he sent Benjamin, would have been better. Don't know. But here's what I do know. That if Jacob followed God's direction and what he felt God wanted, then God was pleased and he should have been satisfied. You see, what the brothers didn't understand wasn't their place to understand. It was Jacob's decision. Listen, I'm not, I'm not defending Jacob nor attacking Jacob, nor am I trying to explain what Jacob decided. But I am trying to help you make better decisions. In the end, it comes, you know, it's down to you. You have to do that. But if you will do what we've talked about, if you'll take these steps, you'll find God's peace at the end. And by the way, when you get somewhere where you have made a decision, no matter how it works out, but you sought God's direction, you sought God's peace, then you will have exactly what you sought. And I believe that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So I believe God will take care and God will bless you. Well, there's no guarantee, but if you do these five simple things, I think you'll find yourself on the right side of the feelings when you look at the way things turn out. You say, Brother Danny, give me those one more time. Be glad to do that. Be sure to look into all that needs to be looked into. Investigate for yourself. Don't act on hearsay. Be praying every step of the way. Love always and all times. Engage when it is time to engage and make sure you do you make sure you do what you're supposed to do. Well, let's reword that a little bit. I think I reworded it a little differently. Engage when it's time to engage, making sure you do what you feel God is leading you to do. I think that's the better way to say it. So let's say it one more time. Engage when it is time to decide. Make sure you do what you feel God is leading you to do. Well, I think those are those simple ways. I hope if you're making a decision, you'll stop and you'll think about the process that you're using and give this a shot. Listen, God bless you. Thanks for listening. DK Ministries, uh, this is our podcast. Uh, we do a live broadcast on, on Facebook. We're hoping, in fact, Kathy and I are hoping now to do one in a little while. Uh, be on our Facebook page. You can look there, DK Ministries, later. We love to just take a few minutes and and uh, talk to our family, our Facebook family, our, our ministry family. We hope to do that a little bit. So anyway, while there's no guarantee, I do believe if you'll pay attention to these five things, you'll find it going much better for you. Listen, make sure uh, that you go to church. Make sure that you support your church. Go back and listen to the beginning of this. Take that suggestion about writing your pastor or whoever's leading the church right now. Let them know you're thinking about them, praying for them, and doing your best to support them financially in other ways. But do what you feel is best for you and your health and the health of your family. And yes, I believe that helps everyone. Uh, I do. I believe that helps you and your family. And I believe it helps the people you would be going to church with if you're not, if you're not as worried as you might be if you go out in public. God bless you. We love you. I hope you find a church home. And by the way, if you're looking for one, need a place to come visit, South Pacone Baptist Church is a great place with some great folks. We love it here. We've been here uh, 10 months, 10 and a half months now since the 1st of January. Like a lot of churches, we <laughs> we have seen a decline in membership because of the COVID, or attendance, I should say, because of the COVID. But that has not dampened 
are a diminished the desire of this the people in this church to make a difference here in Macomb, Mississippi. Come help us do it. God bless you. I'll see you later.